Alright, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. Alright, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. You know, here at the cafe, we always have a conversation centered around a drink. And today I am drinking on my usual, that is bourbon. Boom, 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 with a little splash of some sugar-free Red Bull, even though I'm trying to reduce my caffeine intake because when I was in Philly maybe a week and a half ago, my eyes were twitching after I had some coffee. Realized I have too much caffeine. All right, so I am your host, Sean. You should know that by now. Um, my information is there. You can reach me at, at BatSucksAHarp or at Peeps Creek. For those of you who don't know, at BatSucksAHarp is the instruments that I used to play, which is bassoon, French horn, saxophone, and harp. All right. And I am joined in the cafe by Denise. Say hello. Hello, Sean, and hello, everyone. Um, I am actually drinking on some Coke, almost done, and some water. And my handle name is Hot Puerto Rican Lady because I'm Puerto Rican and I'm hot, and I'm a lady. I mean, I'm sorry, I had to. Ooh, okay. I had to copy you. All right. All right. So. This is episode 79. Episode 79 is called What in the World, Carly? <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought of this, this um, title because I don't know if you remember, Denise, but do you remember um, the kid show back in the day? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Mm. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? You don't remember that? Carmen San Diego was like this. There, this like spy or something, and it was it was a a mix between a cartoon and real life, and then we were like the detectives with the detective squad trying to figure out where in the world Carmen San Diego is. We, the <laughs> you mean like the? <laughs> Wait, you, you need so you to stop never... drinking. You need to stop drinking for real. No, you never seen that. Uh-uh. Oh my god, Google it after this. Oh my god, I forgot you. <laughs> You were you were definitely underprivileged, apparently, and I was poor. No, I was raised in Puerto Rico. I doubt what's the name, Carmen San Diego. Yeah, come on, dice. How do you say it in, in in Spanish? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Donde en el mundo está Carmen San Diego? Yeah, then maybe that's where it was called. No, <laughs> no. Are you, are you sure? I'm positive. You know what? I'm about to Google it now because yeah, Google it right now. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Come on now, everybody know that she used to wear the yellow trench coat, or was it red? And the detective squad was yellow. I forgot. Uh, I have never in my life seen this show. And the lady, do you did you ever seen the you ever seen the movie Lean on Me with the one about the the high school? Oh my God, the first episode was in 91, but it was in the USA. But yes, I know which movie you're talking about. Okay, do you remember the the, the mother who was always trying to get them off the board? No. I the don't one who remember. was like, um, with, when the little boy was like, the girl was like, You don't know nothing about Mr. Clock. Mm-mm. 
You don't remember? Oh my God. Okay. It only lasted five years. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, I just watched that all the time. It used to teach children about geography. Exactly. That was the whole point. And she would be traveling all over the world, and that was our job to find her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, well, obviously, we're talking about an individual who didn't travel all over the world. She was kidnapped, apparently, for 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. This is serious. This is serious. All right. No, this ain't serious. Okay. This is serious. This may have happened. We don't know yet. Okay. So, all right. So, I wanted to, like, just talk about this because it took me a moment to, to really, like, dissect what was going on um, because, you know, initially, like, I checked social media. I'm not, but I don't be on social media like that. Like, I'll just scroll through it. And then I saw Tamika, I think Mallory, right? she's an activist and she was talking about, well, if y'all searching for this submarine, y'all spending a million dollars on these submarines, y'all should be able to look for this black girl who's missing. Right. <laughs> and so that, <laughs> that immediately intrigued me. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like a lot of times in the black community, as well as other minority communities, Hispanic communities, as well as native Americans, there are people who are missing all the time in those communities. And there is no spotlight on what's going on, right? You don't know what's going on. And there are no resources that are being kind of channeled to to search those individuals. Like there's this whole podcast that I listen to sometimes called Missing in America by Dateline. And there was an episode, particularly an episode, several episodes where there was some dealing with black individuals who were missing females and males. And no one knew anything about these cases, right? Outside of the family and the local police. Like it wasn't any big deal and they still can't find them to this day. And there's some dealing with um, Native American, particularly the, a, a Native, Native American teenager who went missing. And to this day, um, no one has been able to find anything related to them, right? And so when I saw Tamika talk about it, I immediately, it immediately resonated to me because I'm like, oh yeah, fuck that. Let's, you know, <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we get to the aftermath, okay, <laughs> what do you understand or what did you understand when you saw this in social media to be the actual story as presented then before all the other facts came in i didn't actually see tamika's i didn't see tamika until after researching i i saw it for the first time on shade room and i was like oh my gosh so weird you know that this girl is missing after trying to help a toddler like in my head i was like oh my gosh they kidnapped her you know and they used the baby as a uh, what is it, decoy? De decoy? De yeah, decoy or bait. Decoy to get her. So I was worried. I'm like, oh, man, I hope they find her and that she's okay, you know? So I'm sorry, what was your question? Yeah. <laughs> what is that your understanding? Yeah, of I haven't even drank, right? I haven't even drank this. I'm trying not to drink it. I what feel is like that? I'm drunk. This is Coke. Coca Cola? Yeah. Oh, soda. Pop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So now it's weird because I didn't really gather that it was a toddler until I started doing research. Everything that I understood was it was a baby. And so in my head, and I don't know where that came from, right? I don't know. Maybe I was just reading comments or something, but in my head, 
I know this may sound stupid, but I envision her going down the freeway 75 miles an hour. She see a baby in the middle of the road and she stopped. And That's what I envision too. But apparently it's a toddler. We don't know how old, but a toddler is normally considered somewhere between two and four, right? Or oh, no, we know how old. She told that 911 caller how old she thought that baby oh, was. What'd she say? She thought Three to five. Okay, three to five years old. Okay. Now, was she? did she say the baby was walking in the road or on the side? She said that she she could see the baby from from the road, and yeah, she claims that she could see the child. He was between three to four years old. The nine one one caller asks, you know, is it a boy or a girl? She's like, it, it looks like a boy. She asks, what you know, race the child was? She said white. Um, well, she said she think it's a boy because she really couldn't tell, but that she thought it was a boy. He had a white t-shirt on, no pants, just diaper. So the 911 caller asked her, does he have shoes? Can you see if he has shoes on? And she's like, I can't really see if he does, but it, you know, it seems that he doesn't. So okay. she gave a full description of this baby. Yeah, so according to this timeline that I have, she calls 911, reports the male toddler in a t-shirt and diaper mm-hmm. walking along along Interstate 459 without shoes. When she called 911, data shows she drove 600 yards the length of six football fields while allegedly following the toddler along along the interstate. Now, how fast was this fucking toddler walking? <laughs> if she on the free- Good question. I'm sorry. I- it, uh, it's, okay, it, we, we laugh. The length of six football fields that she followed the baby. I'm fast with the damn baby walking. Listen, did you did you listen to the um, chief of police or whatnot when he was describing the facts? Uh, That's exactly what he said. He said, "I'm an athlete person. Imagine six football fields. How long that yes, really is. and how like, fast is this baby moving in a diaper with no <laughs> shoes on and a t-shirt? And she's on a freeway. I'm assuming the traffic is moving at a steady pace. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I want to know what her eyesight is because I can barely see the fucking road sometimes at night. I mean, but your eyes are bad. Come on now. No, they're Let's not be bad. Honest. Yes, they are. Okay. I know some people's eyes are real bad. But anyhow, let's... I think it it makes sense at this particular point to kind of listen to the nine one one call. So give me one moment here. Nine one one, where's your emergency? Hi, I am on Interstate four fifty nine, and there is a kid just walking by themselves. Oh, hold on, hold on. Where where on four fifty nine are you? Um. Um, I'm right next to the exit, exit 10 by the Hoover Met, like to get off by the Hoover Met. Okay, so you're before that exit? Yes. Okay, and were you, you headed southbound or northbound? Um, like toward Tuscaloosa not, or toward 280? Toward Tuscaloosa. Okay, and was the child on the left or right side? On the right side. Were they walking northbound or southbound? Um, they're walking towards Tuscaloosa. Walking southbound, or how old do they look? Um, like a toddler, like maybe like three or four. Did you pull over with them? Are you still with them? Yes. Okay, you're. Are you with the child right now? No, I'm not. I didn't get out of the car. I'm just. I, I can see them though. Can you? Do you mind staying and keeping an eye on them until we get there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What kind of car are you in? I'm in a red Mercedes Benz. 
pause. Now, mind you, people, this is at this is on July 13th at about 934 p.m. So it's, it's dark. It's not like this is like 430 p.m. With a, where you don't need no street lights on. OK. Is that a sedan or SUV? SUV. I mean, it's a, a, a sedan. Sorry. Can you put your hazards on for me? Yeah, they're on. Okay. Did you talk to the child at all, or did you say anything to no. them? No. Okay. No. Do they look like they're injured? No, they don't. Are they white, black, Hispanic, or Asian? They're white. Okay. Is it male or female? I think it's a boy, a little boy. White male? Okay. Is he wearing clothes? Yes. Okay. What is he wearing? Um, it's a white T-shirt, and it doesn't look like he has any pants on. It looks like a diaper. And you don't see any cars anywhere? No, no cars are anywhere. Now, this baby is three to five years old. I don't know why he ain't potty trained, but we'll come back to that. I we'll thought of ahead. that, too. <laughs> okay. All right. What's your name? My name is Carly Russell. And you don't see any injuries on the child from where you're at, correct? No, no, but I can't really see them that good. Okay, try to keep an eye on them for the best we can because I don't want you to lose track of them. Um, okay. All right, and do they have shoes on? No. no shoes? Not that I can see. I can't really see that one. Okay. All right. I've got them on the way, okay? Just try to stay, keep an eye on them, but officers are on the way, okay? Okay, thanks. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, so now hearing that 911 call, now <laughs> trying to take away the fact that we kind of know other stuff that's happening thereafter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What was, what's your initial reaction to that? I have questions, you know, like I am still wondering, why are you the only one that has noticed this child? No one else has noticed them. No one else has called it in. They're trying to get um, home. The food is, 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 is late at night. They're trying to eat dinner. I get it. But out of, let's say out of 20 cars that have passed through this interstate, at least two people will call in. And well, they, say, don't have, they don't have 2020 vision like she does. Okay, again, why has no one else called this in? Another thing is she keeps saying they, they, they. Every time well, she refers to... Well, she's using the proper pronouns. You could say they to me, you know, because she says she doesn't know. She doesn't know. It looks like a boy, but she doesn't know the gender. So they would be a real pronoun to use in that instance. In that instance. Nah, it would have been me. I would have been like, he is wearing a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in my mind, I would not be thinking I'm going to refer to them as they, because I don't know if it's a girl or a boy. I'm sorry. You know, like. She probably just went through training as a, cause she's a nurse student. So she probably just went through training about proper pronouns of patients. And so it's easier to say they versus trying to relegate them to a specific gender because they may not identify as that. Good call out, but still to me, if I, if I'm looking at this child and I have eyes on this child and I think that this child is a boy and maybe I'm wrong, but I will continue to, to, you know, refer to this child as he doesn't have all he has is a diaper. Um, he doesn't have no shoes on, you know, 
but that that's just me. Well, um, the, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that go ahead. Because it, honestly, this is my first time listening to the nine one one call, and my first reaction is this: okay, first of all, her voice don't really sound like she is concerned. Sound like she's just like reading the script and don't know what to say on it. Now that might be. That might be because I know stuff about right, right, stuff. Right. But the tone and tenor of her voice is not one of an individual who is deeply concerned about a toddler in a diaper walking the side of the road of a freeway in a t-shirt with no shoes on. The other thing is, why didn't she like she didn't say there was any cars in front of her stop. She didn't say there was cars behind her. She didn't say there was any other indication of anyone else there. So why wouldn't you like pull to the side and ask the baby out your window? I get it. You may not want to get out, but Hey baby, where's your parents? You okay? Where's your parents? What's going on? Are you okay? Yeah. None of that is there. Like, and there's no indication to her that she is in any kind of, of danger, right? Um, and she doesn't even say, she says where she is on a freeway, but she didn't say, I pulled over and I'm stopped on the side of the road, right? I didn't hear her say that. I she didn't, didn't say, it. I'm following the baby either, right? To the 911 caller. So I'm like, where the fuck are you? Like, did, did you keep going towards the exit? Because obviously you're on a freeway. The concept of a freeway is traffic is moving. I think she said she was stopped though, because that's why the the nine one one caller said, "Keep your eyes, you know, keep your she eyes on she him." Stopped. I think she must have. I don't know. It's it can't be that they assumed that she was because she told her, "Put your hazard lights on. Um, keep your eyes on him." Let, so. Yeah, I'm not sure she really says she stopped. Um, I, I I don't think that's really clear, but maybe I didn't hear it right. Um. Yeah. Okay, but, you know, the other thing I'm like, if this is a baby that's three to five years old, why the fuck is this baby still in diapers? Yeah, I thought I thought that too. But then I, I, I didn't think too much of it because she's not a person that has a child, so maybe she doesn't think anything wrong, because you know, of that. But when I heard the 911 call while searching for this, I was like, three to four and he's still in a diaper? Like, yeah. Yes, that's okay. All right, so that was July 13th. Uh, around 9.34 p.m. that the 911 call comes in. And then we find out that um, the family on the next day, July 14th, around 7 a.m., the family begins searching for Carly. Um, and um, and they ask individuals to join in. So um, <clears throat> you, you left the fact that after she hung up with the 911 caller, she called her sister-in-law. And was on the phone with her sister-in-law, you know, telling her what was going on. And then um, they lose, con they hear a scream and they lose contact with her, but they can still hear that the phone line is open. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So let me, let me pull this back up. So this yeah. is a timeline that I'm going to use because I think it's helpful. It's an interactive timeline from um, a local news company there. Do you see this? Yes. Okay, so it says after the July 13th, so after the 911 call on July 13th, Carly Russell calls a family member, which Denise has identified as, quote unquote, the sister-in-law, which is, are we talking about her boyfriend's sister? or is No, we talking her about brother's. Okay. I don't know if it's girlfriend, wife, or whatnot. All right. 
So she calls a family member and says she was stopped to check on she she was stopped to check on a toddler on the interstate. The family told investigators they lost contact with her, but the phone line remained open. Police arrived at the scene to find Russell's car and personal belongings, but no sign of the toddler. The food items were also missing. What food items? Was she she was getting food? I did not know this. Apparently, okay, so you know that that the reason she's going through this interstate is because she had just left work. But apparently she stopped at Target and she had snacks from Target. She had purchased um, snacks. Uh, she had taken from her job a rope, toilet paper, and I can't remember what was the other item and the snacks. All of that was missing. Wait, she works at Target? No, she works at a spa, at a, uh. at a spa location. So from her spa... She took a rope, toilet paper, and I can't remember what was the other item, but she stopped at Target and she bought snacks. So, so all of that was missing. So wait, she she said, she said, <laughs> <laughs> she said, look, if I'm going to go missing, I'm going to be missing comfortably. I'm going to put this <laughs> robe on and I'm going to have some tissue just in case my allergies mess up. I need to blow my nose. I need that available. I mean, mm -hmm. Okay, so, but when the police arrived, what I recall the little bits from social media is that when they searched her car, car they found her Apple Watch, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> her yep. wig. Mm -hmm. Somebody, either she didn't snatch that shit off from struggling or somebody didn't snatch that shit off of her head. No, she took it off when she finished work. You know, when you work, you're free. You're about to go well, home. How do you know that? Did she say that? I'm saying I'm the one saying it. No, I think they were trying to say that that was a struggle. I think that's why she left it there. But okay, her rig, her wig, Apple Watch, and what else was there? Her phone and her purse oh, was still there. Phone and her purse. All right. So all that was missing. All right. Now, how did we get to the fact that that there was um, potentially a white couple that abducted her? She says that when she returns back 49 hours later. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. All right. So, okay, wait, wait. All right. So, so July 14th. So she go missing sometime on July 13th after 9.34 PM after the phone call where she miraculously of all travelers on this road 459, this expressway. Okay. Cause she got exceptional vision and she could see. She could see the toddler in a t-shirt and diapers, but don't know the gender of that particular toddler. And a white t-shirt. So it's the white t-shirt that, that you know, her her vision, she must be really good. So the white t-shirt called her out, you know. Yeah, and she traveled six football fields behind this little toddler. <laughs> and I'm a, that, that toddler better be, if, if he ain't on somebody's professional football team tomorrow. <laughs> but you know what's crazy too? As that, a running back, I don't know what to say. Go ahead. The the CCTV thing, the the video cameras show her driving with her hazard lights on. Yeah, but the CCTV also shows you can't see jack shit because it's exactly, dark. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that there was no other. If you were kidnapped, where's the other vehicle? You know what I mean? Like you would think that you would see either. You may not see the other vehicle because they hid in the car. So, so nobody can see it, but you would see something you would see. I don't know, but they didn't see none of that. All they see is her car and then they see her getting out of the vehicle and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. All right. So, 
let me pull this down linebacker because this is all some bullshit. All right. So on July 15th in the in the afternoon, 911 dispatchers receive a call from Red Roof Ant and Vestavia Hills that family members of Carly Russell showed up. Family members told the person in the lobby that they received a call from Russell saying she was at the motel. Police say there's no evidence of someone signing in under her name. So let's listen to I did not know that. 911 call. 754 unclassified complaint 1466 Montgomery Highway at the Red Roof Inn. The front office per caller family members at this location saying they received a call from the female that's missing, Carly Russell. 754 family members are saying they received a call from the female saying she was at this location. Now, we, we don't know what they're saying. I've been pouring out. Six of the responding units. I uh, just spoke with the front desk clerk. Uh, they said that the, that the family is not being hostile or anything like that, but that there was about six car loads of people that, that have just shown up over there. Five-four copy. Did the front desk have anybody check in under that name? Negative. And according to the front desk, uh, the, the the message that the family got did not state which red roof in. Uh, it, they they don't know if it's going to be Vestavia or another location. Wait. So the family don't even know which red roof in, but they happen to all pile up to that red roof in? Listen, why I'm writing that now? Like, what? <laughs> That'll make no sense. What, what information they got that we don't? Okay, hold up. All right. I have questions. Okay, what, what's your question? Because I can't answer them. Why I, didn't they call police? You, at that, wait, what, what, what was the timeline again? That was July 4th, um, hold up, July 15th in the afternoon. It, Exactly. So July 13th, when this all happened, you guys had already engaged the police because the police had arrived at the scene. That's when they found the car. Five minutes after the family, after the parent, the mother, because it was the mother who had called the police, Hoover police arrived at the scene within five minutes. So the police already knew she was missing. Why didn't you call the police? Why did you take it upon yourself to, I mean, granted, I would drive myself to the Red Roof and too, but I would have called the police to say, hey, she just called from here and said she's at yeah, this but location. They, but they don't know which Red Roof in. But how did they get to I, that one? Six family members, six people arrived I, to the same Red Roof? That's what I'm asking. How did they know that one? The, the officer said that when they went there, they said they don't know which Red Roof in. Is that because that's closest to where she lived? Is that closer to 459? Like, how did they come to the conclusion that that's the actual rep roof in that she was at? Because they spoke to her. It says on your timeline, Russell called her parents. Don't I say that? Yes. It says 911 receives a call from a rep roof in in Vestavia Hills that family members of Carly Russell showed up. Family members told the person in lobby that they received a call from Russell saying she was at the motel. Police says there's no evidence of someone signing in under her name. But we just heard the officer say that when they arrived, the family members said they don't know which red roof in. 
because they, apparently there's two. Man, so I guess, they, I guess they just decided of the two, all six are going to pop up there instead of three going to one and three going to the other. I'm she so told confused. Them. She, when she spoke to them, she told them. But then when they got there, they all freaked out because she had left and then decided to left stay. Left with whom? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am hoping that they hurry up and come back with I'm what's so confused happen? with what's going on with this case. I, I mean, I was so gun ho initially. I was like, save our black girls. Save our people. And now she over here talking about she had a red roof in and then she checked out. First of all, she checked in and then she checked out. <laughs> now, <laughs> let, let me not make light of this because, you know, there could possibly have been a situation where the abductors checked in and tied her up in the truck or whatever they were in and when they got their room they pushed her in because with a red roof in you don't necessarily need to go through the lobby to get to an elevator to take the person up with you so they could have you know rode around straight to the door and like shoved her into the room now and, and we still don't know this don't know is true. How, huh this could still be true, you know? Very well could be true. But I wonder, did she say how she got loose enough to call her family members? Because if the red I roof I didn't even in, know that had happened. The red roof in, let's be clear now. These are not sweets, okay? So you're not going to have... <laughs> you ain't going to have a door with another bedroom, okay? We, you, you either going to have like those little twin beds right there. They're all going to be right there. That little bathroom right there and that little sink maybe in the middle. Um, where you brush your teeth. So what I want to know is, I mean, did the abductors leave to go get food or get some pop? Like, what happened? And what would make them immediately move out of there after she made the phone call? And did the did the family say that there was any kind of angst in her her tone? Was she fearful for her life? Like, what's going on? I, I didn't even know about this red roof in 911 call, but yeah, apparently, oh my gosh, all these videos just talking about how she's lying. <laughs> okay, let, let's keep going on because I'm going to get this timeline together. Now, July 15th at 1044 p.m., Carly is back, baby. Wait, but go back. So what time did, did the red roof in happen? It said in the afternoon of that same day. Oh, it doesn't have a time. Okay. No. Now, 10.44 p.m. she returned. Police received a call that Carly Russell returned home on foot. Now, we don't know if she got her shoes or not. Like, the baby didn't have the shoes on. We don't know if that's the same thing. Surveillance footage shows Russell walking down the sidewalk alone before riding home. The police respond to the scene to investigate and medical professionals take Russell to UAB for evaluation. Russell had a minor injury to her lip and $107 in her sock. <laughs> You know. Wait, hold up. Hold up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Wait. <laughs> wait. No, this is serious. Oh no, stop, 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 stop. Stop. Wait. Hold up. I'm wait. <laughs> they abducted her. For what reason? They want money or they didn't want money? What they want? 
They didn't know she had money because it was in her socks. Wait, they didn't wait. See her. But what, why did they? Do we know why they allegedly abducted her? Did they ever ask for money? Mm -mm. We don't know. Okay, so she had $107 in her socks. Okay. <laughs> but you know what's. But she, mean, had no, but she had no alcohol or drugs in her system. And they obtained a statement from her. So let's let's go and um, listen to that. All right. <laughs> Not $107. 442 for 71. 41, it's going to be 459 South, my market 10. It's going to be a child walking on the three or four year old child walking on the side of the interstate next to her. RP's going to be close by in a red Mercedes sedan with a hazard zone. Child's going to be a white male wearing a white t shirt and a diaper. 42 copy from White Mountain yeah. Advising. There's no cars in the area. Looks like the child's been abandoned on the side of the road. So, by the way, sorry. This is another call from the 13th, the day that the time that she um, alleged that there was this baby on the road. But it's a different version. Where you still got him on the phone? Negative, but she's saying that she would stand by for police. 42, call the RP back. She's not at their vehicle. 10-4. CLA, red in color, to Nicole Russell out of Birmingham, 10-11. I'm going to ride on 71 as well. 10-4, we're not getting the female to answer. 42, I copy. 10-4, that's the RP. We're trying to call her back. She's not answering. Out to the interstate as well. Can you give me a description on the child? And were they southbound, walking southbound? Ten four southbound, walking southbound. It was a toddler, three or four year old, wearing a white t shirt and a diaper. RP arrived in a red Mercedes, along with the RP's description was going to be. Copy. Thank you. All right, so we we kind of heard that. So now let's talk about after she arrived on July 15th. So apparently there's a statement from Carly Russell. For those of you who are looking at the video, you can see it on the screen. For those of you who are watching us, I mean listening, um, I'm going to read it so that you actually can um, understand what happened. So according to this timeline, when Carly Russell got out of her car to check on a toddler, a man came out of the trees and mumbled that he was checking on the baby. Okay. The man picked her up, took her over a fence, and the next thing she remembers was being in the back of an 18-wheeler. Mm -hmm. Okay, but how did her Apple Watch how did her Apple Watch get into the car, her phone get into the car, and her wig get into the car? Into what car? Her car. Because she got out of work. Remember, she got out of work. So when she got out of work, she took off all of her items, all of her stuff. She was done with Don't work. nobody take off their Apple Watch in the vehicle. Don't nobody take off their wig in the vehicle to ride home. Carly does. <laughs> you, mean? Uh, you ain't going to tell me nobody does what Carly does. 
the man picked her up, took her over a fence, and the next thing she remembers, she was in the back of an eighteen wheeler. Now, how she know it was an eighteen wheeler? But because she she didn't obviously she did she give us a description of the eighteen wheeler? It could have been a regular truck. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> in the truck, there was a man with orange hair <laughs> and a ball spot. Okay, orange hair and a ball spot. Russell, she talking about Donald Trump. Let me stop playing. All right. Russell, a lot of people said that. <laughs> Russell reported also hearing a woman and a baby. Where? In the cabin? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Russell escaped the truck but found herself back in a car and taken to a house where she was undressed and possibly photographed. A woman fed her cheese and crackers and played with her hair. What kind of cheese? I hope it's Gouda because that's my favorite. Yeah, I hope it's cheese. it no cheese and crackers so like, oh i thought it was cheese crackers no not that it says cheese and crackers you know you know cutting up she was able to escape she she don't really tell us how and found herself running through the woods and then near her home so what's your thoughts on that i have questions I have plenty of questions. Other than the fact that you you were trying to figure out if it's Gouda cheese or if it's just cheese, it. But listen to me, it was cheese cheese crackers. It was the cheese it cheese crackers. My thing is that she claims that she didn't see the lady. She didn't she didn't see the female, but she she just heard her. But mm -hmm. how did she feed you the the, the cheese and the crackers? She just put her hand out and you and you took it. I mean, well, I think what she was saying is that when she was in the truck, she heard a woman and the baby. But when she got to the house, the woman or not the woman, because she didn't know what the woman was and when she was in the truck. But some woman fed her cheese and crackers and played with her hair. And then they undressed her. They took pictures. Yet you're well, telling me possibly took pictures but go ahead you tell i don't even care about the pictures this is where i'm trying to get to when i say undressed her they undressed you but left the socks on because you're telling me that these people undressed you and didn't see you had money in your sock well probably because it was under her um what's that what's that you know how people are flat-footed and they don't have that arch what is that called they undressed her. To me, undressed means they took everything off of you. I think what she was saying is they undressed, they unclothed her in her um, main area, but they left her socks on because it might have been cold. We don't know. They didn't have heat. Listen, they could have been in the basement. Listen, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just done. Leave my girl alone. Okay. She she just she she would do trauma right now. All right. Now, what we don't know is she was able to escape and found herself running through the woods and then near her home. How she? How she? How do you even know you you were close to your like? I don't know. Okay, Carly, Carly. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this story ain't story. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so sad because. You know, these things happen. These things do happen. You know what I mean? And it's like you mentioned, like so many people are missing right now. And, you know, we all thought that this was really true. And 
Well, it might still be true. We don't You're know. Right. You're right. It, I, I still have hope that it's true. No, I don't. Because, go ahead. Listen, I don't either. But I'm, I'm going to try to save a little bit of hope because if this story ends up not being true, I want to read to you something that Tamika said afterwards. Right. And, and right. That, wait, before you do that, let's listen to the police. Because <laughs> I know what you're about to say. Tamika just trying to back backtrack what she said. Uh, well, I don't care about what she said. were able to obtain a brief statement from her prior to being treated and released. During the statement, she told detectives that while traveling down the interstate, she saw a baby walking down the side of the road and called 911. She stuttered when she got out of her vehicle to check on the child, a man came out of the trees and mumbled that he was checking on the baby. She claimed that the man then picked her up and she screamed. She stated he then made her go over a fence. She claims he then forced her into a car, and the next thing she remembers is being in the trailer of an 18-wheeler. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Critically missing from this is the fact that he was brandishing any weapon. We don't hear the man got a gun. We don't hear the man got a knife. What we hear is he mumbled, I'm checking on a baby. <laughs> Oh, my God, stop. Then oh, yeah. he picks her up. Then he forced her over a fence, which means that he then had to get over the fence. So if he doesn't have a gun or any kind of weapon where there's a true trajectory, why couldn't she just run then? Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. This is, I mean, is she going to get her, she should have called me before she got her story to try to plot this story together because I would have been like, boo. This is critically missing here, but <laughs> I mean, but but think about it though, right? What is the holdup to to decide is this girl is going to face charges or not? Well, you you jump in the gun, okay? Because we we're gonna get there. All right, come on. <laughs> she stated the male was with a female. However, she never saw the female, only hearing her voice. She also told detectives she could hear a baby crying. She told detectives the male had orange hair with a big bald spot on the back. She said she was able to escape the 18-wheeler and fled on foot, only to be captured again, and then was put in a car. She claimed she was then blindfolded, but was not tied up because the captor said they did not want to leave impressions on her wrists. She said that they took her into a wow. house and made her get undressed. She believes they took pictures of her, but she does not remember them having any physical or sexual contact. She stated the next day she woke up and was fed cheese crackers by the female. She said the woman also played with her hair but could not remember anything else. At some point, she was put back in a vehicle she claims was able to escape while it was in the West Hoover area. She told detectives she ran through lots of woods until she came out near her residence. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting over this, this statement. Go, 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 uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm saying, what is the what is the holdup? What 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 are we waiting for? Well, her parents. Let's let's go to the interview with her parents because look, the bottom line is their daughter was missing. Okay, and she fought for her life, and she fought for her life. And you know what? It's hard out here for people, and it's very hard out here for people of color. Um, and so I think it's important for us to recognize that there could have been. There could have been a true kidnapping, kidnapping, mm -hmm. um, but these were, 
sorry, these were compassionate kidnappers. They were not there to maim her. They were not there to do sexual assault. They just wanted to let her know that I'm checking on the child. Yeah, she shouldn't have stopped to check on the child. Because <laughs> what we, what I still don't get is what, what do they want? Kidnapping her for what at the end of the day? I have no idea. Because she doesn't say they was like, we want to make you our our wife child. We want to, we need money from your family. We want this. Why are they kidnapping? Excuse me, kid kidnapping her. She probably told the police, and that's that's what the holdup is. They're trying. They have a lead on who kidnapped her. Oh my her. god, you sound like her parents. And they're <laughs> still they're still let's, trying to conduct their investigation. Mm -hmm. let, let, let's go ahead and listen to this this parent interview. Yes. <laughs> Because this is also BS. All right, here we go. So full disclaimer, she gave an interview on today. <clears throat> and so we are going to listen to the interview on today. And this is just for purposes um, of discussion in regards to the public domain that this is in. All right. To me, I mean, just so much joy this morning in an exclusive sit down with nbc news the parents of 25 year old carly russell are speaking out describing the moment their daughter appeared on their doorstep after being missing for more than 48 hours what did you do when you saw her we tried to hug her as best we could but i had to stand back because she was not in a good state so we had to stand back and let medical let professionals work with her um okay i'm gonna stop there let me tell you something let me tell you something right now okay if my child if my child was, was missing if my child was missing two hours let alone 48 hours i don't give a shit what the paramedics got to say i'm coming up in there and i am going and embracing my child and you could deal with what you need to deal once i embrace my child and make sure my child is okay Okay, that's number one. Okay, I'm not gonna be sitting back telling her she wasn't in a good state and blah blah blah. And what does that mean? What What do you mean she wasn't in a good state? Because she had her socks on and her hundred and seven dollars in her socks. She <laughs> listen. I'm not even gonna say anything. Yeah, she had cheese and crackers the night before. Yes, she wasn't hungry. I mean, she she got fed. Stop. This is serious. All right, all right, all right. Let's keep going. Sorry. Let's keep going. But it's okay. Last Thursday, police. Okay, that didn't even seem real, but go ahead. Said Carly called 911 to report a toddler walking alone on the interstate. She pulled over while on the phone with a family member who described hearing Carly scream. Her vehicle's unlocked, running. All her personal belongings except for her phone. On the scene, police found no sign of Carly or a child, and they say no children were reported as missing during that time period. The Russells waited in agony until Saturday night. There were actual, actually just so many calls and texts from people who maliciously lied to us. I just didn't know people could be so evil. Okay, wait. What does she mean by people texting her maliciously lies? What malicious lies, girl? Yeah, huh? lied. No, no. What malicious lies is she talking about? I'm so confused. 
I don't know, because she hasn't shown what the messages were. I feel, you know. Authorities have not indicated where Carly was during the 48 hours she was missing or what happened. Her parents declined to share what their daughter told them, citing the ongoing investigation. And can you tell me what happened Saturday night? Did you just get a knock at the door? Anything leading to, to the case itself, we, we can't discuss that. But they say... Wait, why not? I'm so confused. Why can't you discuss that? It's an open investigation and they have a lead on the suspect. Suspects. What does that have to do with them discussing the fact that my daughter knocked on the fucking door who's been missing for 48 hours and when she knocked on the door, I saw her as such and such and I embraced her. What factual allegation does that have to do with anything with the fucking investigation? Their lawyer has informed them not to speak out. Oh my God. Yeah, because they know that more likely than not, she's going to be charged. <laughs> it's sad. What, what investigation is she talking about? There, there has to be some investigation because either you're going to come out and tell us that you found who did this or you're about to charge her for lying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So what did you think about that interview? I just think it muddled up the, it just muddled up everything else, but go ahead. What do you think? I think that it, it had to happen because they made it so they they made the entire fact that she was missing so public that now the fact that she she's been found and the way she was found and now everything is not adding up. They had to do that interview to no. try to. This is no. my opinion. This is just my opinion. Mm. They had to like save face and mm. make it seem like. No, this is serious. This is real. This, this happened, you know. So that that's that's what I that's what I want to believe. That's what I want. Okay, to but let me ask you this because ain't nothing they said in that interview made me believe that this is serious. First of all, they said we can't talk about it because it's an ongoing investigation. First of all, how many victims' family have you seen on the news to talk about what's going on in their family? about what impacted them and how many families have indicated because of the investigation. I can't tell you how ecstatic I was to see my daughter who's been missing for fucking 48 hours. Uh, where we at with that? Cause I just don't understand where that falls. You into. See, I, I, I still have hope because there seemed to have been a witness that saw the car you can laugh all you want. A trucker. Wait, wait, wait. Someone got. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, a trucker said that they saw her car with the door open and a gray car that had pulled in front of her. So that gray car could have been what? No, well, they did say it was a truck. Stuff is just not making sense now. No, that makes no <laughs> sense. She said. That she got out to check on the baby. Some random man whispered out of the tree, I'm checking on the baby, picked her up, and then took her over a fence. I don't know. I don't know because the, so the CCTV great, don't this show. This car probably pulled over. It's like, why the fuck are you stopping in the middle of the road, girl? You need some help. 
Your tire flat? What's going on, Babu? You're... I know they probably were trying to start thinking that her tire was flat. right. Or your engine is messed up. What's going on? Your transmission is gone. Like... I don't know, man. Stop. Oh my god. It's sad. This is it's it's really sad, you know. All right. And so it's not until the 19th that we really get into the search history issue. Okay, we'll pull this up. I, I really think this is um <laughs> I think this is important for the people to know. Okay. All right. So so Carly calls on the 13th. Now between July 11th and July 13th, before she calls the police, Carly searches on her phone or her in her computer. I think it's her phone. It shows, um, and this was analyzed by the U.S. Secret Service. So we can't say that this was a local police job that's trying to, um, you know, trying to sabotage the image of some black woman who has experienced trauma. Okay, this went up to the to the federal government. Now, y'all might not, all of y'all might not agree, especially those people who were scaling the 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 Capitol on January sixth. Y'all might not believe this to be true, but putting that aside, Carly says that they 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 did an analysis of her search history and says she searched. You have to pay for an Amber Alert or search now. She worked where? At a spa? Mm -hmm. I think that was a typo because I have it as, do you have to pay for an Amber Alert? Okay. Well, do you have to pay for an Amber Alert? Do you? I don't know. And and I would always hope I would never have to do an Amber Alert on my me, kids. Let's be clear. When you go to a spa, are you going to a spa to research Amber Alerts? This was at 7.30 a.m., so I yes, doubt but I'm trying to see if this spot. is relevant to her job. At, is this she, something you want? She probably received an Amber Alert before, and she just wanted to know, yo, I'm curious. Do you pay for Amber Alerts? Okay. Then the other one says, how to take money from a register without being caught. That one, girl, because if you figure it out, share the secret. The other one says Birmingham bus station. I don't know. But this shows you she couldn't sleep because that how to take money was at one one oh three. The Birmingham bus station. I'm sorry, one oh three a.m. The mm -hmm. Birmingham bus that. station on the thirteenth. That she did it. Mm. The at two thirteen Birmingham bus station at two thirty five one way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville. Mm -hmm. And it, then twelve ten, the movie taken. Taken was that taken one or taken two? Which one? Because taken two. Oh, taken two. Wait, 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 wait. No, one? just taken, just oh, taken. Just, okay. And then the one that says the maximum age of an Amber Alert, that one was from her work computer. At what time? It doesn't say. Mm -hmm. It just says that she googled it from her computer. And then it says other searches that police say shed light on her mental state, but would not be released. I'm All assuming right. it may be like um, how to hurt myself or do stuff like that, you know. Oh, yeah. And here is where it says, going back to your concept of the toilet paper. Surveillance footage shows Carly Russell concealed a bathrobe and a toilet paper and toilet paper from her job at the Woodhouse Day Spa. 
She stopped to get food at the Colonnade. I don't know what that is. And then Russell went to Target, got snacks, and then stayed in the parking lot for a few minutes. All right. So now that we have this, I mean, what what's kind of your perspective of this? Do you think this is like just happenstance? Just what? Happenstance. Like these these things, these searches, these like these peculiarities that seems to muddle up the story. Do you think that's just by chance or you think that uh, sister was kind of orchestrating this? I think she was orchestrating it. I think that um, she must be going through something and felt that this was the only way out. Doing this was her only way out. And what we don't know, at least not, I haven't seen anything. What we don't know is whether or not there's any history of mental illness um, at all. But I do want to, I, I think I would be remiss without doing this, um, that we need to also think about some of the things that <clears throat> um, some of the things that individuals have been saying in regards to um, her mental health. So for instance, I'm going to pull up her boyfriend's, one of her boyfriend's um, communications in regards to this. And so, and I want to make sure that we are not contributing to this. Um, but Carly's boyfriend, Russell, um, Carly Russell's boyfriend, I don't know his name. I think his name is um, Thor. His name? I mean, Thor? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Thor or something. So, so, T-H-O-T-H-O-M-A-R Simmons. All right. Is that Tamor or Thamor? Whatever. So the boyfriend essentially posted and said that um, in light of the ongoing investigation into her alleged kidnapping, that individuals need to consider her mental health and nobody deserves to be cyber bullied. So we're doing this podcast and we're discussing this particular instance. And obviously I've been laughing at some of the allegations and some of the um, factual um, evidence that has come out thus far, right? Without there being some solidification about the end result of what the evidence shows. Um, but what's your take on that? Do you think that people having kind of visceral reactions to the allegations in this particular case, do you think they resonate with being cyberbullying? I don't know, man, but Tomar, Thomar, or whatnot, I get it, but I get what you're saying. It could be cyberbullying, but this could have all been avoided if she wouldn't have taken it to these extremes. But what he says in another post, <clears throat> or in that same post, is that people need to think about her mental health. Like, think about her mental health. She doesn't deserve that. In other words, like, we are having commentary on this, I guess. Um, story slash attempted or slash allegation of kidnapping, kid, kidnapping, and so are we contributing to the perspective of engaging in cyberbullying? We are, you know, we all are. But 
again, I, I get what he's saying, right? Yes, we all have to consider her mental health, but again, a lot, a lot of people went through a lot of trouble trying to locate her, trying to find her. You know, companies came up with reward money for for her. You know, for her return. Um, you, I mean, you can you you can do that face, but but in a way, you know, <laughs> you are not you, but I mean, like people that do repost, like for example, that guy that I've been sending you on Instagram, love his freaking videos. But mm -hmm. if she were to watch those videos, yes, it's contributing to to making it worse for her because that's all she's going to start seeing, you know, people making fun of her. And now she's probably going to be thinking once this is over, how are people going to see me? You know, I'm going to lose my friends. I'm going to lose my fam, some of my family and whatnot. So in a way, yes, the, the reposts, the memes, the gifs, the videos are contributing to possibly making her mental health worse. But I hate to say you bought it onto yourself, but your actions, every action has a consequence, you know, and yikes. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. Okay. I, first of all, <laughs> I don't have to buy your story. Okay. I can use reasonable deduction. Okay. I can assess the facts as they are presented to us currently as we've come out and I can make an assessment whether I believe the story or not. That's not an indication of cyberbullying. Okay. First of all, you came up with this ridiculous story. Okay. Now, again, by me saying the ridiculous stories, that is the presumption that I have come to the conclusion that I don't believe the story of kidnapping. Okay. <laughs> as presented. Okay. Just don't believe it. So, you want people to buy that hook, line, and sinker without questioning it. Why? And why is it that now I need to consider your mental health as a result of that before I decide whether or not I'm questioning the allegations that you're making as it relates to a crime that is, by the, oh, by the way, that is projected on many people of color without their story going into the spotlight. And you choose to bring this story into the spotlight. And oh, by the way, there may be other issues with this, right? The only reason it may have reached mainstream is because the baby who allegedly was walking on the freeway in a white t-shirt and a diaper happened to be Caucasian. So let's let's not let's not forget the fact that there are other aspects of this story that possibly kind of catapulted this into mainstream media, right? Mainstream media, okay? Why is it that I need to now consider your mental health because I'm questioning the veracity of the story that you're giving because it just doesn't make sense, okay? I don't think he's necessarily saying it, for example, for people like you and me who are just doing this podcast about it. I think he's referring more to the people that are creating the the gifs the memes the videos and and doing the what is it par par parodies parodies of the situation i think 
that's what he's referring to. But I I, I want to say I, I agree with what you said. You guys bought this to the media, but I don't recall at all until I listened to the one 911 call, her referring to a race. The entire time I saw articles, it was just a child. I think that the fact that the parents took this far and went to the media trying to shed light to it. And then it got on social media. And then all these big people like the Tamika, the Beyonce's mom kept retweeting it is what made it bigger. And I think that's what made Carly um, freak out. Because I didn't, I don't think that she thought it was going to get the exposure that it got. I think that it's like you have mentioned earlier. I think that she thought it was just going to stay with inside the family and local police. I don't think she thought it was going to go nationwide. So I, I don't think that he's referring necessarily to those that are questioning it. I think he's referring to those that are creating or mocking the situation because She's home. She's seeing all this, you know, so it's not contributing to her getting any better. Okay. First of all, I, I hear you. That's assuming that this is all based upon some mental health. We don't know that. Right. Okay. The family never came out and said that she had a history of mental health. We don't have any evidence that she has been seen by any kind of psychiatrist right. or anything of that. We don't know that. So I'm not going to buy into this whole mental health issue. It could be it could be a sign of potential issues, but until I am made aware, right, that there is a either a history of that or clearly from someone who is authorized and educated and, and licensed to say that they spoken with her, they evaluated her and came to a conclusion that this was part of some kind of mental issue. I'm not going to lump all that into mental, right? I feel like that's an excuse. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. No, I agree. It, it, is, it, it is definitely an excuse at this particular point. The bottom line is, is that individuals do not have to buy into something that the facts just don't add up, period, right? If I walk into someone's house and I smell cat litter and you tell me that there is no cat in here, but yet I smell cat litter... <laughs> Nothing you are going to say is going to convince me that there was no fucking cat in here or else. Why am I smelling cat litter? I don't know why you're smelling it because there ain't no cat in here. Okay. So the same thing. That must here. be a mental thing going on. No. With you if, <laughs> if in fact the evidence don't support that this girl was kidnapped <laughs> with her wig thrown off into her vehicle with her Apple watch left into her vehicle when she going six football fields chasing a baby, a toddler in a white t-shirt and, and diapers. And some man comes out of a bush and says, I'm checking on the baby. Picks her up without brandishing any kind of weapon, forces her over a fence. Oh, by the way, he needs to go over the fence. She doesn't say anybody was waiting over on the other side of the fence, tying her up with anything. That like would have ran the minute he threw exactly. me over the fence. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so all of a sudden, you were able to run initially from the 18 wheeler, but then picked up, put into a vehicle. Then you were taking some random home where you were giving cheese crackers and play somebody played randomly in your hair and then you escaped and ran through some unknown woods and happened to 
to come on to your father's or your mother's house and then your parents go on the interview and say well we can't talk about what we saw when she came because there is an investigation all that just smells bullshit okay I'm not buying into that. And quite frankly, before he start trying to check everybody else, he need to be checking his sister because his sister posted. She said, man, here y'all go. Since y'all literally waiting on me to speak on the situation and get my thoughts on it, dead face. I just can't believe she fabricated this whole story. Carly had my family and I believe in her stage play, dead face. She had Tomar. And I don't know his name, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. I apologize, brother. And I defended her to the utmost, having me cussed at all these people out, laughing face, parentheses, which I don't regret. You all shouldn't speak on things you don't know 100, about 100%, but technically y'all didn't know either because obviously the story, what she said, close parentheses. My emotions are high. I really could turn my emotions into actions. I mean, I could really headbutt her, LOL. No, seriously, do everything under the sun for what she have done, especially my brother, but I won't do that. I'm going to let God work. I don't know what he's going to do with her and her family, but I know he's turning it around in a positive light for mine. And that is only because we honor him daily. This whole situation is stupid as hell, but at the end of the day, she's the one embarrassed, 100. Everyone is literally on her neck for lying the way she did. They both righteous nationwide right now. I just really pray for her and her family to just tell the truth about everything and pray for Carly's mind because God going to deal with them um, faced with the tongue out. Just like everyone that personally knows Carly and everyone who genuinely cared about her well-being, the from the jump we really thought she was missing like everyone else on my timeline we we clueless as well but my heart goes out to my brother she that's blocked out i don't see my family go through it i don't like to see my family go through anything they don't like oh, excuse me i don't like to see my family go through anything they don't have to go through but he gonna be good and we good regardless exclamation exclamation mark um the face like mm, i'm going <laughs> I'm proud of him. He did his part being a real man and going out searching hard for his girlfriend like any concerned boyfriend would do. Now that I would agree. But like I said, God is turning the situation around for our good. The little heart hand. He the only one allowed this to play out the way it did. I just want to thank everyone who reached out to me slash us concerned about how Tomar is feeling. He is going to be okay. Way better than he was before. Pink heart. She fumbled, laugh face, laugh face, strong arm. She fumbled with him. No, uh, <laughs> she lost them. Basically, is what she's trying to say. I mean, you know, yeah. So at 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 the end of the day, I think this is problematic for various reasons. Um, and I'm going to play one more thing because I think this is the problematic piece that this case has allowed to come out, particularly given the fact that there are so many issues in um, communities of color with respect to crime, with respect to kidnapping, with respect to rape, with respect to abuse, with respect to mental illness, emotional illness, abusive behavior in families um, and relationships. And I feel like this case has allowed individuals to shed a negative light on our stories. Okay, so I'm going to just 
do this. She doesn't compare. Oh, we need to believe black women. Like, this story is worse than Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett hired two Nigerians to <laughs> attack him in a polar vortex, fake attack him, throw some bleach on him. But at least, like, he hired someone to do this to him in an attempt to make it look real, even though he hired two big black Nigerian men. But the reality of the situation is that Carly Russell, Carly Smollett, Carly Jesse 2.0, the female Jesse Smollett, she did this. She, guys, she snatched her own wig. <laughs> she snatched her own wig. Okay. So it's like the problem is, is that we are giving people like her who happen to be black, who yep. sometimes don't recognize um, that. I'm not going to say she don't recognize it, but like, I, I think she recognizes she's black, but she is so hooked on being recognized, seen by the majority that that's what she thrives upon. Um, and I'm not going to say she's stupid because she's not. She's very intelligent. If you ever listen to anything, she's, she's very well-spoken. She knows what she's saying. She knows how to articulate her thoughts on that. But the problem is, is that her thoughts are always um, negative to the group that she technically is a part of, and that's black people. Um, and it it bothers me that this story um, is in the mainstream the way it is because it dims the light on so many other real issues in communities of color with respect to people missing, with respect to people not receiving justice, with respect to people not receiving the fair share of media light that they have. And I know that you said that, you know, I, I just want to point this out. I know that you said that that when you saw the story, you didn't see anything about the, the baby being Caucasian. And I, I agree. It, it didn't come out that way. But the bottom line is that media do their research. They pull these 911 calls. They hear these things. They know what's going on. Um, and so for me, I am not convinced that this was just a story of, oh, there's a missing black girl, right? Now, whether it's because of the child's race, it could very well be that this was a child involved. So I'm going to put that out there, that the fact that there was a an innocent individual who does not know how to make decisions for themselves because they are toddler between three and five, according to Carly. I can understand how the media will pick this up. But this is just an unfortunate situation where, um, again, um, we're being made a mockery of, I'm going to say we, people of color. And it gives authority to individuals like Candace Owen, Owens, I think that's her name, and other folks who follow her to continue to denigrate our stories and denigrate our trauma and denigrate the hurt that we have in communities. Um, and for me, it's just unfortunate. Um, okay. And so the reason I really wanted to talk about this is just like, it's, it's just unfortunate. Like whether she has mental issues or not, for me, that does not forgive the situation because it has a greater impact. It is impacting more individuals than, than just her family. It's impacting more individuals than just her boyfriend. It's impacting more individuals than just her boyfriend's family. Um, because again, individuals are feeling like, girl, you fucking up for the people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and it's 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 sad that we have to think that way but unfortunately that's just how it is 
with the way that we live in America, unfortunately. And people don't want to acknowledge that. People want to say all these other things. But until you live and, and walk in the shoes of an individual color, you would never understand and never get kind of all the things that we have to think about every single day in every movement that we make. Um, and yeah, it's just right. unfortunate to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with every single thing you said. I think that's the best way for you to to close the episode. I mean, it's just sad. Yeah. But if she get charged, bye, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if she gets charged, she just don't know what, what's in for her. You know what I mean? Like, oh, gosh, I don't know. Yeah, it's sad. Very right. sad. All right, so that is the episode, episode 79. It's been a moment. And um, I said on the, I recorded an episode prior to this that I'm going to put out after this episode. It's a solo episode where I'm kind of opening up and being a little vulnerable. But I also want to do this on this episode. I want to thank individuals. I was thinking about no longer podcasting. Um, but I want to thank like Denise reaching out, having a conversation, giving me motivation. I want to thank... Um, the podcaster at Slash Boys. Um, we don't have any interaction, really, but he saw the the story and literally reached out, and we literally talked for like thirty five minutes, texting like back and forth messages of support. Nice. Um, and I really appreciate that. And I also want to thank my law school friend Veronique. Um, she has her own way of motivating people. is very sarcastic, but is very helpful. Um, and yeah, so I think it's important for me to recognize those people who reached out to me and gave me like motivation. Um, and even after that, um, I had a conversation with an individual who was on one episode, Umberto from Portland. We kind of had a conversation afterwards and he also gave me motivation. So I just want to say thank you, um, for doing that. I would be remiss for not mentioning those four individuals for taking the time out of their day to actually reach out, contact me. Um, and have a conversation with me. So I appreciate that. But yeah. So again, episode 79. What in the world, Carly? Carly what girl, what have you done? What in the world did... Wait. Where in the world is Carly Russell? Uh, where in the world is Carly Russell? All right. Right so, now, Carly is at home. Probably banging her head for what she just did. She might be going to work tomorrow. All right. Yeah, so, she got fired. I know I saw that. Good. All right. So I am going to thank Denise. Denise, you want to say anything to the people before we depart? As always, it's a pleasure and can't wait for the next episode. All right. And I agree with you. And until next time, make sure that you continue to drink, listen, and converse. Peace and love. Look at those. Jesus Christ. By the way, we need to do new. Um... Excuse me, I'm not done. Oh. That, boy, that boy is so cute. Look at this smile. Look, look. Where's my dog and my cat? First of all, they ain't your dog and your cat. But until I next mean, time, people. Technically, they let are. Me, let, me, let, me, let me close this episode. All right. Peace and love.